Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Soccer is indeed the most popular sport in the world, but here in America, it's all about football. So how did a kid from Hoover, Alabama, a football hotbed, end up on soccer's biggest stages? playing against the best teams in the world, playing at the best stadiums in the world, against some of the best players in the world. A few years ago, I was living in Alabama, and then being able to do this, it's really crazy how fast the journey goes. Chris Richards is like a lot of other American soccer players these days, starring on pitches across Europe. This is The Daily J. I'm Zach Clark. On July 30th, for the first time in six years, Comerica Park in downtown Detroit will host European soccer. Crystal Palace, out of the English Premier League, squares off against Spanish side Sevilla from La Liga. Americans starring on European soccer clubs is becoming more and more common. But how does 23-year-old Chris Richards go from Hoover, Alabama, to the U.S. men's national team to a club like Crystal Palace? Well, ahead of his trip to the Motor City, WWJ's Kyle Beery and I asked him that, among other things. So, I mean, let's just start with this. When you see the schedule comes out and you see you're playing in the States, first reaction. Yeah, of course. Super excited. You know, it's a chance for my family to come watch these games. My mom saw the sandwich from Ohio, so they're really looking forward to being able to come to the Midwest and see some of my games. And just being back home is always a good feeling, whether it's where we're going for the preseason tour or whether it's back home in Alabama. So it's just always a good feeling to be able to be back on U.S. soil. One thing that first popped into my mind I was talking about with Zach yesterday is, have you ever played soccer in a baseball stadium? I uh, honestly say I have not. <laughs> and, uh, of course, I've seen it with uh, NYCFC playing at Yankee Stadium, but I personally haven't done it before. Does that change anything for you guys when it comes to the way things are played or, or how things are played? I mean, this is going to be a neutral site game for everybody at the end of the day. No, I think, you know, of course, it's going to be a bit different. But also, like you said, it's a neutral site. So they probably haven't played in the baseball stadium before and neither have we. So we're just going to go out and uh, hopefully put on a good show. What's it like for you being an American, playing on a European team, and then coming back to the States? I mean, I know you talked about being with your family and whatnot, but, you know, you've been in a position where people have been sharing their culture with you for a long time now. And, you know, you get to kind of turn that around for a little bit. Yeah, exactly like you said. You know, it's a chance for me to to show them a bit, uh, even though it's a different region um, and different places, it's a chance for me to show them you know, our American culture. And, um, you know, they've already asked me questions about, like, how are, the, how are the cities, how are, you know, how is the stadium, things like that. And it's just, uh, you know, it's really exciting to be able to, to share a bit of my upbringing with them. 
I believe I was 12. Uh, I ran the Junior Olympics in Detroit. We're back when I used to run track and field. Uh, but that was like, yeah, 10, 11 years ago now. What's it like for you? You said they asked you questions. Like, what do your teammates want to know? What are they curious about? Is there something that has stood out more than anything else? Honestly, they're kind of just surprised about how big the U.S. is. Like, they were asking me how far would it be for my family to come watch in Detroit. And, you know, it's probably about a three-hour flight, like something around that. And they're just so stunned about how big it is. But also, they're kind of just interested in the sports culture as well. Like, you know, here, of course, the biggest sport is soccer. So, you know, us playing in Detroit, you know, you have NBA, you have NFL, MLB, uh, NHL. So I think there's kind of uh, intrigued by the sports culture as well. But, I mean, you know what that's like, right? When you are playing a sport that's not the most uh, popular in your area. Uh, I was reading about you, and you're from Hoover, Alabama. I remember there was a show on MTV, and it was all about high school football, and it was in Hoover, Alabama. So, I mean, you know what that's like, right, yeah. to be to be playing a sport that maybe not be the most intensely focused. Yeah, exactly. You know, I grew up watching uh, two a days, you know, and it's just, like you said, like I grew up in that kind of culture where soccer was – I think at that point, probably the fourth biggest sport. Uh, I think now it's making a bit of a surge, but, you know, it was just completely different coming from the States, coming over here to Europe where soccer is the number one sport. So it's been a bit of a culture shock in that sense, but uh, I'm really excited for them to see uh, all the sports and things that Detroit has to offer. Speaking of our sports culture here, I mean, we have a billion different options. Did you grow up? with like a favorite NFL team or any other sports at all that you were big fan of as a kid? NFL team, I kind of grew up a bit of a, an Atlanta Falcons team since I was uh, a bit closer to us. Michael Vick was there, so I really, no, he was really fun to play with on Madden, so uh, I ended up rooting for him in real life. But for basketball, I was a Cleveland Cavaliers fan. Uh, like I said, my mom's family, they're from Ohio, so um, kind of instantly had that connection. I think those are the two teams I followed growing up. Describe to me what Selhurst Park is like. Like I've heard unbelievable things in the fan group down there with the drums and everything. It just seems so cool. What's that like? No, it's amazing. You know, I like the culture when it comes to when it comes to soccer here is amazing, especially at a stadium like Selhurst, which the infrastructure might not be the best, but the fans definitely make up for it. And no, no matter what the weather's like outside, no matter what the score is, they're cheering all game long, and it's. No, we really feel it down there on the field, and um, you know, I think for for Americans especially to come over and to experience that, I think would definitely be eye opening. Well, I mean, talk about that for a second because you mentioned what it's like to be on one side of the culture shift. But how about for you, right? I mean, you played soccer here in the states growing up, and then now from the Bundesliga to the Premier League, you've played across Europe. What was the transition like for you to be in a place where soccer was such a big deal? I mean, finally. Yeah, no, it was. It was actually really nice. Um, you know, Alabama is like, it's probably the coldest place when it comes to soccer fans and just soccer culture in general. Or at least growing up, it was that way. And so coming over to Europe, especially to, you know, like my first club was one of the biggest clubs in the whole world. And that was really eye-opening. It taught me a lot, but also it showed me a lot. I think it really kind of helped drive my love for the game. And then coming over here to Palace, it was the exact same, you know playing against the best teams in the world, playing at the best stadiums in the world, against some of the best players in the world. You know, a few years ago, I was living in Alabama, and then being able to do this, it's really, uh, it's really crazy how fast the journey goes, but uh, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I got to imagine having your USM&T teammates over there definitely kind of helps the homesickness, per se. How much do you get to catch up with those guys, Christian and Brendan and Tyler and all them? I, mean, I feel like I'm playing an American almost every week, you know? It's pretty cool. 
for Tyler, Weston, and Brendan, they're a bit farther out than the other guys are. But, I mean, me and Anthony Robinson, we, we get together pretty often. We had a good connection since our first U23s camp. And so we've just always kept in contact. And now that we live in the same city, we always catch up. But like I said, you know, even seeing these guys when we play, it's like, okay, we just played against each other, but also it's like a brotherhood. And so it was really easy and helpful for me to make the transition uh, over here to the U.K. I know that soccer in America has it's changed a lot, and there's certainly been advancement. But how important is it for you to be able to be an example for a young kid in Detroit or in Cleveland or in Hoover, Alabama, that you can say, look, it may be not as popular as football, baseball, whatever, but look what you can do and see how I've done it. I mean, those role models, they're so important. Yeah, definitely. Me growing up, I was watching players. Of course, we had Americans playing in higher leagues back then, but I feel like it was more of a, it was more rare. And I feel like now the the trend is for us Americans to go over to Europe and to play in the best teams in the best leagues against the best players. And for me, I have a 10-year-old little brother and him watching me, like, I think it motivates him. So I can only imagine what it's doing to his friends and teammates and other kids around the nation. So I know for me, growing up, now I always look at certain players as role models, even though I had zero connection to them. I think if I had an older brother, if I had a friend's brother who was playing, you know, at a high level, coming from the same place I came from, I think that motivated me even more. So I think this generation of us Americans who are playing in Europe, I think we're very much, I won't say trailblazing, but I think we're definitely paving a path for the kids coming after us. One thing I got to wonder, you obviously are a fantastic athlete and you're in the middle of a place where football is so important. Were there points where people tried to pull you away to get you to switch sports? And if that did happen, why didn't you? Yeah, um, I grew up playing basketball my whole life. But like you said, football was also like really big in, in Hoover. And so um, it was crazy. One year I was actually going to play football and I went out for tryouts. And I very rarely do I get sick. But that week I had the flu and I was like throwing up and stuff. And I think for me it was just a sign like you know, maybe it wasn't my uh, my time. You know, Maybe it wasn't the right decision. And even then they still wanted me to maybe come out and be the kicker and things like that. But I don't know, my dad was a bit scared of me playing football growing up because of the you know concussions and things like that. So. You know, I just kind of figured I'd be the odd man out and play soccer my whole life. So I'm happy it worked out. Yeah, I was going to say that worked out pretty well for you. And then just one more for you. I know you're busy. We'll let you go. Tell the folks here in Detroit what they can expect. You know, there's going to be people like Kyle who are diehard European football fans that are going to go. But there's going to be people like me that are sports fans and live in the city that want to check it out but maybe don't know. So, I mean, what can we expect? Yeah, I think you can expect an exciting game. I think, you know, whether you're a fan of soccer or not, I think it's a, a really big experience, a really probably unique experience to something that you'd get in the in the, in the States. I think it'd be very exciting. You know, I, I think I have a bit of, an, of a biased opinion. No, I think it's just a different experience than anything you'll probably ever see back home. Today's big thanks go out to Chris Richards and my WWJ colleague, Kyle Beery. Check out WWJNewsRadio.com for the top local news stories on demand 24-7. Crystal Palace and Sevilla play July 30th at Comerica Park. Hit up 313presents.com for tickets. Do you want the Daily J delivered right to you? Well, all you have to do is text WWJ to 20357 and you'll get it instantly. Message and data rates may apply. I'm Zach Clark. And this is The Daily J. Thanks for listening. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, 
and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is Electrified Diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.